Hey, this is Gene from the Assisted Living Network, and I want to talk about big versus small. When we talk about residential assisted living, it's a home, a single family home in a residential setting. So by nature, it's small versus big. When you think about assisted living, most people think about a large institutional setting. It looks like an old institution, an old hospital, something big and large and even scary and ominous. Some of the new facilities that are being built are absolutely gorgeous campuses, 20 acres, where there's independent assisted living and skilled nursing all in the same 20 acre campus location. And in the center, there is a beautiful community center with movie theaters and dining halls and all around it are bedrooms and apartments and so on. But you know what, when you think about seniors, they need help, but they don't even want to ask for it. They'd rather stay at home, but it's time. They know they need the help. They don't want to ask for it, but they need to go beyond what they can do. The family, the family itself, they want to take care of mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, but they don't have the ability to just quit their job or stop watching their own kids or just give up their life to go and take care of mom or dad full time. So there's needs here, but big versus small. What do people want, if anything at all? Everybody needs to be taken care of. The question is, how, in what form? I think most seniors would rather live at home. They would rather have their independence with things they know, all of their belongings from many years and decades of their life all around them. Now, as soon as I said that, some of you are picturing exactly what I pictured. An older person who's in their home with everything they've ever owned or touched still stacked around them. I remember my Aunt Mary, who's been passed away for many, many years now, going to visit her home and every year it just seemed like more and more things were in the home. I remember one of the last times I went to visit her, it was literally a path from her comfortable chair in the family room through that room up the stairs to get to her bedroom. But all along the way, there were just stacks and stacks of stuff. Came from a different mindset. In the Depression era, those people there they went through it. Their family saved everything from rubber bands to tin foil, and they kept it because you never knew when you were going to get it again or could we use it for something. Now, understanding that mentality is important, but the reality is small, it's their home. They can keep all of their stuff, but frankly, that's one of the reasons why they need assisted living. They can trip over that stuff. It's a hazard to them, a fire hazard, a health hazard, and so on and so on. So the question of small versus big well, they may be in a 3,000 square foot house, but occupying 500 square feet of it because of all the stuff that's in it or their lack of mobility to move around. So really the question isn't big or small, but it's amenities, what's being provided. In a home, a residential assisted living home, you might take that same exact 3,000 square foot house and that might be big or small, but you get the point, a home. But now instead of one person living there, we clean it up. There's multiple bedrooms, some are private, some are semi-private, two people in a room. So there might be 10 seniors living in that same space, but it's still small in relationship to the large big box facility. So the advantage of small versus the large. One, it is your own space. That bedroom is yours. It's only a limited number of peers their own age that they're sharing the rest of the space with. It's more in control. A bigger, bigger benefit is the staff. They know the staff by name. It's not some nameless, faceless person that showed up with a badge on for eight hours and checks out never to be seen again. When you're in a small home, a residential assisted living home, the staff is very, very consistent. They may be there three, four, maybe even five days out of the week. 
So there's a relationship that's being built. And that small ratio, maybe five or six residents to one caregiver, is much better than the big box facility. So let's talk about the big box facility, the pros and the cons. Number one, it is big. Many of them are new. They're gorgeous facilities with a lot of amenities. Those amenities may be not just a kitchen and a dining room, but an actual dining hall like a restaurant or a cafeteria. Now you may look at that and say, well, that's great, but does mom really want to meet and eat and greet people in the cafeteria? Or would she rather do it at the kitchen table or in the dining room? Home versus home-like or hotel or apartment-like. The next thing, and I mentioned it before, is the caregiver ratio. You know, most states throughout the country basically say you as the operator of that care home, big facility or small residential home, you determine how many caregivers you need to take care of the residents that are living there. So if the big box facility says we need two people on staff, and I say I need two people on staff, well I may have a different benchmark or perspective. I already told you in a small residential assisted living we do five or six residents to one caregiver. But in a big facility, if they have 150 residents and say we need two caregivers, that's 75 to one. Now that wouldn't happen during the day, but at night, that would be the norm. They're gonna have more than one person on staff, but it might be two people to take care of 150 at night. There's not nearly as much action or activity, but if two or three people out of the 150 people needed some help at the same time, it'd be very difficult for two people to handle it. If you've got 10 people in the home and one caregiver there at night, well, you've got a much better ratio. Two caregivers during the day, much better ratio. So we talked about a couple of things, the amenities, and in the big box facility, you could have movie theaters, you could have gardens, you could have sewing rooms, you could have a library. You could have all of those things that are frankly eye candy to the kids. The kids, the family, the ones who are 50, 60 years old, paying to take care of mom and dad are gonna be more impressed that there's a movie theater and a sewing room and a place to put a garden than mom is who would rather be at home but is now in this facility. So it is eye candy and that's important from a marketing perspective, but that's a different conversation. So the advantage of the big box could be that they could start with independent living, then if they need more help, move into the assisted living, and if they need even more help, move into the skilled nursing or nursing home, all within that same campus on what's called a continuous care retirement community. Now that's the way the big box does it. You move in and they progress along depending on your level of care. At the beginning, independent living might cost you two or three thousand a month. And then the assisted living might cost you four or five thousand a month. And the skilled nursing or nursing home could be eight or ten thousand dollars a month. But at least they know they can move from one level to the other. In residential assisted living, when somebody moves in, we know what their level of care is. And that level of care is going to increase typically as they age. But once they move on beyond what we can do into medical or needing skilled nursing, they're no longer appropriate for what we do and we move them on. But most people simply stay in that home for the rest of their life. In a home, not home-like, but an actual home. There's advantages of big versus small, but I think the advantages of the small versus the big are even more important. I appreciate you letting me share with you. This is Gene Garino from the Assisted Living Network saying do good and do well. If you like what you've seen and heard, please subscribe.